This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's behavior so you can get the very best results from your dog training. This show is brought to you by FamilyDogFusion.com. For professional advice, dog training tips, ebooks, and a video to teach your dog how to walk on a leash, go to FamilyDogFusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. Here we are talking about all things dog. Every aspect of your dog's life is important. Longevity, happiness, and the health of your dog depends on you. Are you doing the things that you need to do to make sure that your dog will live a balanced life? I mean, we talk about balancing our lives all the time, right? Why not your dogs? We would love for you to join our community of dog lovers. Log on to Facebook and search for our business page, Family Dog Fusion. There you will get updates as to what's going on with our dog-loving family and friends from all over the world. See events, our travels, or just information that you may need about the podcast, our book, or the new products we'll be releasing. That's Family Dog Fusion on Facebook. See you there. This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's playtime so that you know you are giving her a fun and safe atmosphere just to be herself. I am Benny Copeland, behaviors to the dogs, trainer of people, and just like you, the listener, a dog lover. Go outside and enjoy yourself for a while. It's true. As humans, we hear about people needing balance in their lives all the time. Or you, you, the dog lover, is looking to balance your career, your family, and your health. Life is like a teeter-totter. Put too much weight on one side, and the other side just hangs out there in la-la land. You're way off balance. The same goes for your dog as well. And, as you can see, I've been talking about these different aspects of your dog's life in the past few shows. Does your dog have balance in her life? Today, we are going to talk about your dog and her play routines. How does she play? Is she happy or just going through the motions to please you? Does she have variety or do you do the same things over and over and over? Let's get rough and tumble right after this. Do you love what you hear in all of these podcasts? Does what Benny say just make sense to you? Well, if you want a more in-depth understanding of what it means when we say demystify your dog's behavior, then you need to go to amazon.com and get Benny's book, Family Dog Fusion. Yes, we named the book after the website because we wanted things to be simple to remember. And most of all, we really want to fuse your dog into your family. In these few pages, Benny has decoded dog behavior. He's found a way to make what he has learned over the past 20 years of his life make sense when it comes to communicating with your dog. Also, the great thing about this book is you can mark up the pages, highlight the important stuff, bend the heck out of the spine even if you want to. It's yours. So we suggest to do all those things and then give it away and buy a new book when that happens. Family Dog Fusion on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. In my job, I teach owners to teach their dogs basic training and commands. Through teaching this, it is my goal that you, the dog lover, will learn to see when your dog is making choices 
and then react appropriately to that choice in the moment. This is to be applied to the normal, everyday interactions with you and your dog. But why do this? Ultimately, it's about communication. When you are consistent, and the more consistent you are, your dog will learn from you quickly and know what to expect from you in certain situations. This goes both ways. You are constantly giving your dog information in everyday situations. Had a bad day? Well, your dog might shy away from you. Wake up excited and full of energy, and your dog is ready to go. The two best examples of this are when, uh, when you try to comfort your dog in scary situations, such as loud or sudden noises. Also, as with Beans, she consistently leaves the room when I'm folding clothes. As a young pup, I scared her by popping the shirt, and it made this loud noise. She freaked out and ran out of the room. Well, she doesn't really fear that I fold clothes anymore. But if I'm folding clothes in my room, she does leave. I mean, I could fold clothes in the living room. She still hangs out. I can still pop them. It doesn't even bother her. She just associated this with my room when she was very young. And sometimes, even now when she's leaving, I catch myself talking to her and reinforcing the fact that she leaves the room. But what about dogs play? Today, I'm going to talk about three aspects of dog's play and discuss what could be going on with your dog, discuss the purpose and usefulness of each of these aspects, and tell you how to observe your dog in these situations. Dogs play alone. Dogs play with other dogs. And dogs play with humans. Let's look at each aspect and hopefully you will get some great insight into your dog's personality and social cohesiveness. Number one, how dogs play alone. Dog play seems to be something we don't really observe until something seems to go over the top or go wrong. And just by observing your dog, you will see that there is play that can be awesome and some play signs that may indicate that everything's not in the best. Dogs do play alone. Some dogs will toss a toy in the air or shake toys or just chew bones. I've seen a dog drop a ball down a staircase. Dave and Judy told me about Sunshine throwing the dog into a pool and then going and jumping in to get the ball. They do it over and over and over again. But you have to watch your dog to see if this is good play or not. Pam's dog, Sandy, loves to get her rope and shake it. Sometimes she'll bring it to Tam or the girls to throw it for her. And sometimes she just throws it around by herself and shakes the heck out of it for long periods. Beans will sometimes get a bone and toss it around and chase it. She especially loves to do this with a golf ball. And she has very limited time with the golf ball, or she just drives me nuts. <laughs> Oz is too old, and his alone time is typically with a bone. There, Sometimes I just really see him getting into the bone, and he loves to chew on it. And I'll see him pounce on it sometimes. And there are times I just see him pick it up because he's just bored. Bean's boredom play is to maybe chase her tail or tear things up, especially if it's underneath a chair, a couch, or a bed. Another type of alone play that I have observed is the dog that races around the yard or the house. We sometimes call it the zoomies. Here's another alone type of play that can give you insight as to your dog's happiness and adaptability. I see dogs do this just to burn off energy. 
They zoom around the yard and check in with their owner from time to time and seem to be having a blast. I see dogs that get the zoomies out of worry or fear, afraid that an owner is going to leave or worried that something may get into the yard or the house and they run from window to window. This is the type of singular play that needs to be observed to know what's going on. Beans loves to run from the couch to under the bed, or on the rare occasion she does this, I will give her little shouts of encouragement, and she gets that energy out. So if your dog is just bored, or your dog is playing alone in a way you see she is enjoying herself, it's up to you to observe. Boredom can lead to destructive behavior and some anxious behavior as well chasing her tail or shadows. The zoomies can sometimes be boredom play that leads to anxiety. If you're seeing this type of play on a consistent basis, you need to find ways for your dog to entertain herself in a creative and fun way. Number two, how dogs play with other dogs. When dogs play, it is rough and tumble, especially as puppies. Most of the time, this is cute and fun and rarely seems to go overboard. I have seen Beans and Sandy get really rough and loud, but I've never seen them turn it into an all-out fight. They seem to be really good at policing themselves, and if one seems to go a little bit far, the other one just stops playing. Now, this is not always the case with other dogs. Dogs play with each other for many reasons that I have observed. I have a problem saying that I have observed thing. (laughs) There is a good play, and there is bad play just as well. Just because a dog is growling loudly or barking does not mean that it's bad play. The thing I like to see when two dogs are going at it for a long time is that each dog will take a dominant role and a submissive role. If one dog is always pinning the other dog down and never letting them win or getting the best of them, then that dog is being a bully and that play is very one-sided. This is not good play or good practice for a dog. This will also give you much information about that dog's personality and social skills. Oz is this way, and why I have to be there every time he greets a new dog, and why I cannot take him to a dog park. Beans, on the other hand, is very social and plays very well with other dogs, big and small alike. At a dog park, I never throw the ball or play with her some game with with her and myself, I have plenty of time to do that in other parts of our lives. The dog park is where I let her learn social skills and help her make decisions when meeting new dogs for the first time. No one ever did this for Oz, and when I got him at three years old, he had already developed very bad social skills when it came to greeting other dogs. Watching dogs play, you can also see how well your dog's motor skills and decision-making skills are as well. They may be thrown off balance and have to recover very quickly. They may be playing with a dog of a different size and have to learn to be gentle or know when they can be rough. They have to learn how to defend themselves as well. They learn to greet and how to show another dog if they are friendly and just want to have fun or even let the other dog know to stay back when necessary. You can see so much from just watching two or more dogs at play. Number three, how dogs play with humans. There are so many human-dog interactions, there is no way I'll be able to cover them all here. I used to love to wrestle with Oz and Molly when they were young, 
or should I say, when I was young. (laughs) I don't do that that much with beans. Again, you have to be observant when playing physically with your dog. Is your dog coming back because she's enjoying the level of play you're giving her? Or does she try to keep getting away and you keep bringing her back into this situation and she might not be so comfortable with that? Tug of War is one of those games I do not recommend. It is way too structured and control-based, and your dog does not always understand your intentions with this game. Tossing a ball or playing chase with your dog can be productive and fun if it does not go too far as well. Teach your dog how to drop the ball so you're not having to grab it from her every time. Observe your dog and do not overwork her. If she's done, let her be done. I had a dog that would chase the ball until she was way overexhausted and would drop. We definitely had to limit her ball throwing time. Good human-dog interaction does not mean that you have to be giving your dog attention 100% of the time. I think it is good that your dog have a good combination of self, dog, and human interaction as early as you can. I was reading an article that reinforced much of what I said here today. That's why I think it was a great article. (laughs) The article was titled, Why Do Dogs Play? And it was from CompanionAnimalPsychology.com. At the end, they again asked the question, So why do dogs play? And I quote, Ultimately, dogs play because it helps them learn motor skills, build social cohesion, and prepare for the unexpected things to happen so they can cope better when they do. I like that. And I say, ultimately, dogs play, especially when they're young, and how you respond in that time of play will really teach a dog proper social and companion skills. It is up to you to observe and understand when they're playing healthily and happily and continue to give them good situations to improve their social skills. So in summary, today we talked about observing your dog's playtime with you, the dog lover, other dogs, and themselves you discovered there can be good play and not-so-good play in all aspects of dogs. You also learned that there is an ultimate purpose for your dog's playtime. Thank you. If you would like to contact us, we have a link on our website, familydogfusion.com. We would love to hear your opinion, and we value your feedback. So again, familydogfusion.com. Or if you just want to send us a direct message, you can do that via email. It goes to familydogfusion at gmail.com. Your comments are important to us and help us with future shows. Thank you for listening to our show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family. Also, go ahead and give us a five-star review because it helps others find our show. And frankly, we just love to read them. This show is produced by Eric Jayner and show notes are created by Carissa Dolan. Thank you to all of the Family Dog Fusion team and our affiliate sponsor, Healthy Paws Pet Insurance. For your free pet insurance quote, go to familydogfusion.com insurance. And go to familydogfusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. Be impeccable with your dog. <laughs>